from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Uh, we were supposed to be joined by Larry Williford, the Farmville Central uh, men's basketball coach, to talk about Terquavion Smith here in this uh, in this moment. But he called and said they changed our summer league schedule, so we'll be hooking up with him in the next hour. But what we normally do at this time during the fan afternoons is give you our four of a kind. And we're uh, going to include our producer Graham Hill in on this one. Four of a kind today. Uh, call our baby ugly on this one. If you're thinking about what we're trying to do here, we are going to draft a team from the top picks in the NBA draft since it is draft day since LeBron James. We, here's the rules for us. And if you want to play along at home, you can just throw things at your dash. If you think we're nuts, uh, top picks. And once that pick is off the board, we move on to the next person. Graham, Lewis, or myself cannot pick the same person. So these will be four distinct talents from the NBA, but we're all number one picks in the draft since LeBron James was selected one overall. Graham? Oh, We've invited man. you to the party. I get the responsibility so of going you first. Have the top pick. He was talking uh, a lot of trash to me before we got this started. So I'm, he? I am. You gotta I am, assert your dominance, even if you're scared about your team. You still I, gotta think until you make it, right? I, I am gonna call you out so fast if you have bad picks, Graham. I just want to let you know. Well, I, hopefully my first pick isn't wrong because I'm going with the hometown hero from Raleigh, John Wall, number one pick in the 2010 Interesting. draft. Interesting. Five-time NBA All-Star from 2014 to 2018, and was named to the MB, to the All NBA team in 2017. I'm going based off personal accolades in their career. That's how I'm drafting my team. Okay. You know, I don't hate that pick. I respect it. Not where I would have picked John Wall, but I respect it, Graham. Uh, who do you want to go next, Paul? Me? It's you because Me? you are you are all in my house today. Okay. You are all in my house today, so Luis Fernandez, you have picked number two of round one of the redraft of the number one picks in the NBA draft. Give me NBA champion Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis. And I, I say that I know people like to I think people like to make fun of Anthony Davis, but he's a walking bucket and he's one of the most influential defensive players in the league. Like it, when when it comes to this pick, I'm gonna select the unicorn of unicorns in in this group. So I, I got Anthony Davis, number yeah. one overall. All right. So Boo. Davis and Wall off the board. A couple for, of Kentucky uh, guys for me. So I'm gonna go with the point guard from Duke. Kyrie Irving as, All right. my, as my top not, pick. Not bad. As my top pick. And because you pulled Wall off the board, Wall was high for me too. Davis high for me too, but I figured he was going to go. So I actually didn't have him on my draft board. I figured he was going to go one or two. I go with Kyrie Irving, who in his rookie season, 18-5, considered likely one of the best ball handlers in NBA history. That's undeniable when it comes to Kyrie Irving, a guy who can take over games. Put some of the things aside that come with the personality and some of the things that come along with life choices. But Kyrie Irving, you're my guy. I'm putting my fist up. You're my first pick. 2011, number one. You're the – so it's snake draft, so you get to go again, Paul. Do I get to go again? Well, guess what? I'm going right back to the guy I saw in person that I need to apologize for calling him an upgraded Rui Hachimura. That would be the 2022 number one pick in the NBA draft from Duke, also Paulo Bencaro. Wow. 
That's early for Paulo. Bang there Caro. goes one of my backup options. Bang Caro. Number that feels, two. That feels early for Paulo. I saw him play in Las Vegas and the physicalness of what he provided. And again, I need to apologize to him because I did refer to him once in a national broadcast as an upgraded Rui Hachimura. And I think that was actually selling Bancaro short. I really do. Yeah, he's, he's great. And I think he's the next guy. Rookie of the year. He's the guy. So back to back Dukies for me. Okay. Um, I'm going to continue that Duke trend and I'm going to pick Zion. Next up, my 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 group of four is looking big between Anthony Davis and, and Zion Williamson. We got we got a lot of size, uh, we got a lot of talent. Uh, unicorns. That's what I'm going for with these unicorns. So I got I got Zion as my number two pick. I I'm assuming he's going to be healthy. I'm assuming some of the uh, summer offseason stuff is going to be behind him. Um, <laughs> he won't blow out any more shoes. No, no. Um, I that is that is why I got Zion at number two overall on my board. All right. Graham, right. what you got? Graham with the uh, sixth pick. You I know, mean, go- on, goodness you know, gracious, I pretty much have had all my options taken away right in front That's, of me. We told you you had to have a board. But, you could just yeah. pick four. That's why I'm going old school. And speaking of injuries, before this player got injured, he might have been one of the greatest basketball players in his era. Derrick Rose, number one pick in the twenty Derek or the 2008 draft. Rose. I mean, look at all of his accomplishments. NBA All-Rookie Team in 2009 along with Rookie of the Year. All-NBA team in 2011, along with NBA MVP in 2011. And, of course, how can you forget the game-winning shot in Game 3 of the Eastern Conference semis against the Cavs in 2015? That's not my goat, LeBron James. Derrick Rose <laughs> is my next pick. All right. I respect it. Half of, the, half of our four-of-a-kind is over. To recap the picks so far, as we are selecting only number one picks in the draft since – uh, LeBron James entered the league in 2003 as the number one pick. The overall top pick by Graham was John Wall, the local Raleigh product. Number two, Mr. Davis, Anthony Davis, went to Luis Fernandez. I had back-to-back picks with Kyrie Irving at three, Paolo Bancaro at four, Zion Williamson making it three straight dookies with Luis Fernandez at five, and now we have Derek Rose at number six. In the snake draft, that means Graham has picked number seven. All right, next up, I'm going DeAndre Ayton. DeAndre Ayton. You number thought Bancaro was What a high. You garbage thought, pick, you thought, Graham. You thought Bancaro was high? Number one pick in 2018 also helped the Suns get to the NBA Finals. Dwight Howard is still on the board, Graham. Well, I mean, Dwight Howard might be one of my backup ones since you took Anthony Davis and Paolo Bancaro. Dwight Howard was me. an MVP, Graham. But I think Aiton says a lot that he was able to help the Suns get to one of their – it was one of their very first NBA Finals, if I'm not mistaken, right? DeAndre Aiton was one of the reasons of one of why the, the Nuggets beat the Suns in the postseason this year. Graham? I'm not sure I can help you with Aiton. Wow! But still professionally, he got him there. Professionally, he got him there. <laughs> professionally, he did? All right. I mean, professionally, he did get them there. All right. All right. DeAndre Aiton now off the board. We are now in our third round here. Luis Fernandez. Um, so I'm kind of <laughs> DeAndre Ayton. Um, I kind of I'm kind of viewing this as I'm also trying to build a team, right? Okay, so sure. if if Fair. I had not picked Anthony Davis and Zion, you know, yep. obviously they're center and power forward. Okay. I, I will force Anthony Davis to play in the paint. Okay, I probably would go with Dwight here, but I'm gonna go with what's gonna complement my team a little bit better. Give me Anthony Edwards. 
Anthony Edwards. Oh, on my draft board, too. And a guy who in year three right now is on the fringe of superstardom with the on Timberwolves. On the fringe, truly. I am so excited to get Anthony Edwards at this spot. He, I, I think he is, he is so close to making that next step. Um, the way he took over that Minnesota Timberwolves team instantly. Um, you know, he is the guy on that team, not Carl Anthony Towns. No offense to Carl Anthony Towns. <laughs> Don't say that. Um, I, I am a big Anthony Edwards guy. I am excited to see what he continues to do in this league. Oh, that makes the good news is for me, since I've got back to backs, I don't have to make too hard decisions here. It's just who do I want to pick first and who do I want to pick second? So I'm going to go old school first with the big bad center from Utah, Andrew Bogut, the first overall pick in the 2005 NBA draft, a very long, distinguished career. The golf club. Bucks, Warriors, those were his two big teams. He's got a ring. Defensive Player of the Year. I respect it. He uh, NBA champion. I mean, that's. I mean, he's and he grew up playing Australian rules football. I'm like, how do you not like Andrew Bogut at number nine? That's fair. Andrew, freaking Bogut. Number ten. As we come back around in that snake draft, Carl Anthony Towns. You just bagged on him, Carl Anthony Towns. I mean, okay. that's that's the simplest. That's the simplest way. I don't have to go too far deep into that cat as we all know him with the Timberwolves number one pick 2005 out of Kentucky uh struggled a little bit early on obviously as he as he got rolling but you know statistically speaking um you know has had his up and downs ups and downs but when statistically speaking in your rookie year where you win rookie of the year and you average 18 and the next year you make the leap to 25 points a game and you're in 20 put your 20 point average the entire time Carl Anthony Towns is my fourth and final pick of this draft. Okay, I think that's fair. Um, the 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 issue that I have kind of um, backed myself the the corner I backed myself into here is once again I am viewing my team as a an actual unit. Like I want this team to play well together. Um, so once again, Dwight Howard was very high on my board. People people forget about Dwight. They they think about the Dwight that lives you know where is it where does he he's playing play Taiwan he's playing in Taiwan Taiwan right now. and they want him to take a pay cut <laughs> um, but I'm gonna go with a guard play and I think the best guard left on my board is Cade Cunningham Detroit like Pistons are you great. serious no oh. what do you mean are you no that's who I was gonna get oh okay good I was about to say <laughs> Cade Cunningham um had dealt with injuries this year but um I think that if that Pistons team starts building around him better. He stays healthy. I think Cade Cunningham is incredibly talented. Um, Cade Cunningham is my my fourth pick in this draft. I want to believe in Cade Cunningham. I really do. Yeah. I really want to believe in him. I wasn't quite sold on him being the top pick in that draft. That's fair. I really wasn't. But he surprised me. He absolutely surprised me. Lived up to the expectation. Even it was just one year uh, with the Cowboys in, in Stillwater. Uh, he went to Oklahoma State, obviously. Uh, he... He he made it happen, and and like Chris Lee, vegan. Is he really? Yeah, I didn't know that. Like, yeah. And like Chris Lee, <laughs> yeah, I, I like that. I like that. Yeah. All right, Graham Hill, who has selected, who, who's going to work with DeAndre Ayton? <laughs> well, selected DeAndre Ayton, Derrick Rose, and John Wall. Since I got flamed for my last pick, and then Lewis ripped away my hoop state connection, I guess I got to go with the safe bet. Blake Griffin. Drafted by the L.A. Clippers, number one overall in the 2009 draft. That's that's my safest bet to make up for my DeAndre Ayton, my DeAndre Hayton pick. Okay, 
I guess that's, I need to go back and watch highlights of that NBA Finals. That's fine. Dwight Howard's still on the board. That's all I'm saying. He was he was my backup. He was like my safety pick. Okay. You know, kind of like, uh, yeah, he was my safety selection. People forget that Orlando Magic team, man. Dude, they really Howard do. was a beast. He ferocious was. Ferocious. He's a Hall of Famer. In that, in that aspect. Yeah, so he's playing in Taiwan. The team that he's playing in Taiwan, they want him to take a pay cut. Because he didn't produce as much as they thought he was going to. Oof. And uh, he might tell them to uh, pound sand on that one. Yeah. Kick right. rocks. So, so there's, our, uh, there's our top four, or four of a kind there, redrafting the teams with the with and selecting four of their top picks. Recapping for Graham, he went with John Wall, Derek Rose, DeAndre Ayton, and Blake Griffin. Anyone up for a trade? Uh, no. Hold on. Uh, Luis Fernandez with Anthony Davis. Zion Williamson, uh, Mr. Anthony Edwards, Anthony Edwards, yeah, and Cade Cunningham, and I went with the Andrew Bogut, Carl Anthony Towns, and then the two Dukies, uh, Bancaro and Kyrie Irving. Who did we leave off? We left off Markel Fultz, Ben Simmons, the Wiggins, Andrew Wiggins, Anthony Bennett. Greg Oden, Andrea Bargnani, and Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard being included in that group is disrespectful. He was my safety pick. Like, he was the last one to get crossed off on my uh, post-it of post-its. That was, that was the last one available there. I feel really good about my team. Is there... That was the only obvious one that we left off, right? Like, Howard would have been... Would Howard have been everybody's kind of like next choice with what was remaining? If I I thought about going D Rose with my second pick instead of Zion, and if I went D Rose with my second pick, I probably would have picked Dwight with my third. You look at all these top pick, all these first round, all these guys uh, that went first round that all won, that are all like all stars. Okay, so you look at all stars. My screen just crashed here because my Apple Arcade came up. But you look at <laughs> you look at all the all stars. Howard was an all star. Bogut was an all star. Derrick Rose, Griffin, John Wall, um, Andrew Wiggins was the only guy we didn't pick that was an all star. And Simmons too. Simmons was an all star selection too. What's wrong with Ben Simmons? Why oh, don't we like Ben Simmons? A lot of things. Why don't people like Ben Simmons? Oh, I is it is he's NBA Rookie of the Year has a foot injury. He's been fined multiple. Like everyone rips Kyrie Irving for being Kyrie Irving, but Ben Simmons owns the league lead in fines. I'll I'll rip Ben Simmons for being Ben Simmons too. Don't get me wrong. Absolutely. I'm good. Nets. Yeah. No one wants Ben Simmons. That's okay. That's okay. I just Kyrie Irving, man. Bad rap. Bad rap. Guy gets a bad rap. He's just living his own life. He's just living his own life right now. Um so while we were doing that uh, nothing happened in the N- NBA. Just to let, every, just to, just to qualify everybody. Nothing of significance happened in that in that uh, ten minutes. I, I do, I do want to. This, this, I've seen this thrown around a couple of times here now. Uh, Mark J. Spears, uh, uh, the undefeated, I believe, uh, or whatever they call. What, what's the undefeated's name now? It's um. Uh, either way, working alongside ESPN, uh, Anscape, Anscape. That's what it is. Um, ESPN and Anscape. Uh, Mark J. Spears. From a Mike Dunleavy press conference, the new head guy for for the uh, Warriors said, Mike Dunleavy says he plans to have Jordan Poole around for, quote, four more years at least. That was on June 19th. Didn't even last four more days. (laughs) 
<laughs> four more years. Four no more. second term for Jordan Poole. <laughs> did not happen. Hey, like I said, Poole Party's going to be in D.C. now. But now they got CP3. I think he can wear three, too. He could wear three in Golden State. And he'll be next to number 30. And if they can get Draymond Green to run it back for one amazing year, that's that's another – they become a tough out again. And it, I'm not saying Chris Paul is like the end-all, end-all of players no. or whatnot, but it does lighten the load on Curry to do ball handling. That's fair. I, I think I don't think it is as a monumental of an addition as it would have been like three years ago. Fair. Absolutely fair. But he did he did the same thing. Phoenix did the same thing with Chris Paul that Golden State's going to do with Chris Paul. Yeah. Phoenix pulled the ball out of Devin Booker's hands, so Devin Booker could shoot and create fair. at that point. And with Kevin Durant there, Kevin who can Durant who can create his own shots, obviously still had a distributor like in that. But they st- but you know they have Bradley Beal now, so they've yeah. taken care of that noise. And they needed another ball handler with some smarter IQ, I think, than Jordan Poole. But is Mike Dunleavy Jr. now when he makes that move goes? I know the clock's ticking on this current group, so I'd better match from match what's happening in other places. Because the Nuggets are built, they're not losing anybody except for uh, Bruce Brown, mm-hmm. who opted for free agency. He he's going to go get his himself paid, well Cause deserved, because he's, he's got a ring. Yeah. But he's going to go get paid. And then we saw the Phoenix Suns make their move too to get Beal, because you know Paul was making too much money, and that's fair. They they get an upgrade in Beal because it's just it's younger legs, but the same kind of playmaker and shooter. I is it is it weird for me to say all of these big time moves that have been made recently? I just don't know if any of these teams truly got better from them. Like, the Celtics getting Kristaps Porzingis. I don't know if that makes them significantly better, especially losing Marcus Smart. I don't I don't like the super team in Phoenix. Like, you have Devin Booker and an older Devin Booker. Like, that's what it feels like with Bradley Beal and KD. I, I don't know if Chris Paul makes this Golden State team that much better. Uh, you know, we'll have to see what happens with Draymond, obviously. I just... I don't know. These moves are not hitting the way that moves have hit in the past in the offseason. It feels lateral. Yeah, maybe it I'm does just, feel lateral. Maybe I'm just being very uh, cynical, but I just this just doesn't feel like it to me. No, it's got some mid, but you're waiting for the splash. <laughs> yeah, but you're waiting for the splash, right? I, I mean, with that the the big orb out there that we talked about again, Zion, 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 is this happening? I mean, it's I mean again, he sounds like his own planet that's coming in. But would he be that kind of a game changer to put teams back together yeah. with picks? Because if I'm one of those got one of those teams with the top ten pick outside of the Spurs. The Spurs are not dealing that pick away for no. Victor Wembanyama, but where that one, where other teams sit, Charlotte, you know that Zion to Charlotte thing was like, ooh, that's hmm. fun. Yeah, I'm like I'm, tw- I'm doing my Mr. Burns fingers thing. Yeah, um, and Portland the same way with the again social media being what it is. Damian Lillard, like, hey hearts hearts for Zion Williamson if we trade the three, it's a gamble. But some of these teams are running out of gambles. This is why I said when we started this program, the Blazers would be best to deal Lillard right now so they can fully rebuild. They're not going to get the players to help him win a championship, not in the Western Conference. And again, what we just saw the restocking today, again, even if they were lateral moves, it keeps those teams in those same positions to compete. Mm-hmm. It didn't. It All it did was amplify the teams that sit below that line, kind of going, oh, okay, well, we're here. What do we do? Mm-hmm. You know, what's left for us to do? The Houston Rockets aren't talking about doing anything. The Oklahoma City Thunder is sitting on you know this plethora of draft picks, and you know hopefully a, ha- a healthy Chet Holmgren, who had to sit out the entire year. Who, by the way, is like right now the betting odds at Caesars have him third for Rookie of the Year behind your boy Scoot and Wemby. 
He is my boy Scoot. He is absolutely. your boy Scoot. Just lean, just I lean will, into it. I will, I will absolutely lean into that. I'm going to get myself a Scoot, a Scoot Henderson jersey wherever he ends up going. Would you get Scoot, though, on the back, or would you get Henderson? Because <sighs> Henderson's kind of like Henderson. And no offense to those of you with the last name Henderson. Props to you. Wear that last name proud. But I'm like, Scoot? Get Sterling on the back, his, his real first name. Sterling Henderson. It's going to be a Brandon Miller jersey anyway. You know how that's going to okay. go. Okay. Brandon, with the second pick in the 2023 NBA draft, the Charlotte Hornets select Brandon Miller, Alabama. Adam Silver, is that you? <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> not really. <laughs> He's got a lot less hair than I do. <laughs> I chose William Peace University because of the small class sizes. I feel that you get more one-on-one -on -one time with teachers. With class sizes like about 16 per teacher, you can really get that one-on-one -on -one help a lot of students need. A 12 to 1 student to faculty ratio is just one of the many reasons students choose William Peace University. Extra attention starts day one for career planning with their Career Services Center. Find out all they have to offer at peace.edu. More great news for Cary commuters. With the new GoCarry app, you can track your bus live on the interactive map feature. Stay informed with the latest news and service updates right at your fingertips. Save your favorite locations and routes for quick and easy access, making your daily commute a breeze. Plus, with the GoCarry app, you can easily connect to GoCarry.org for even more resources and information. Best of all, the GoCarry app is absolutely free to download on the Apple and Google Play stores. GoCarry, where getting there is just a tap away wake lsu tonight for all the marbles the winner gets to play florida so let's fingers crossed we don't have an all sec college world series because that will be the most miserable time standing around sec country you will ever ever have to experience for the next year s the the sec fan popping up out of nowhere is always, i i worked in knoxville before this and that was always like every time it was like the because I was there for a couple of like all SEC uh, college football playoff championships and oh my gosh, that just eye roll got crazy every single time. No thank you. So Demon Deacons don't lose back to back games for the first time all season. Yeah, la yeah. Last last night's game was over in the first two innings. It was five to two, and then nobody could get anything going at that point, which I'm hoping that Wake just kind of said, yeah, you know what, we'll just wait for tomorrow, get our ace out there. LSU's pitching has been great. Yeah, they've been stellar. Yeah. They've been stellar. No doubt about it. The LSU, uh, the guy who bought all the jello shots at the bar there. The, the <laughs> I hope it wasn't of, one person. The founder of Raising Canes is an LSU fan, but he grew up in Athens, Georgia. Oh. Yeah. That's unfortunate. A weird, weird bit there. How many how many jello shots was it again? It's I know they broke the record. Oh, it was thirty something like thirty. It was just six thousand. They bought he bought like six thousand shots, I think. It's and the, the total was just Absurd. I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up. Are you okay? Good. Then I won't have to do with them. <laughs> well, hey, ladies and gentlemen, and there there are kids right now sitting in the back of cars. What's going, a hey, hey, mom, can we have Jello shots like oh, those two Lord. guys on the radio are talking about? Twenty one thousand four hundred and thirty five. Wow. Alcohol poisoning is a real thing, people. Yeah, that's a lot of chicken strips. Just saying. Texas toast too. You know they still call it Texas toast, even though the guy's an LSU fan. It's Texas toast. Interesting. It's not Tiger toast. Anyway, sorry. It's time to hit it or quit it. <laughs> we are starting with the NBA draft. There is a uh, a TikToker. Of course, there's a TikToker. It's a Florida guy who graduated from UF, Gator Chomp, 
SEC again. They're everywhere. Who never played basketball at any level, but is now eligible to be selected in tonight's NBA draft. The guy's name is Jordan Haber. He's 21 years old, so most likely a mid-first rounder. And he emailed the NBA that he met the criteria to become draft eligible. So everybody who's listening right now, essentially there is a league bylaw that says you can be at least 19 years old and a recent college graduate, and you just have to file the paperwork. That's it. And you can be in the draft pool for the NBA draft. This this feels like the beginning of like a plot to some really bad like Disney Channel movie where like they accidentally put his name instead of like someone else's name and oh now he's gotta go be in the NBA. This has cool runnings written all over it. This Absolutely. Is the, this is the Jamaican bobsled team. I like it. If this dude gets I mean, it's not gonna happen. Let's just be honest. It's no, not gonna happen. Not. But I, he if for a full, full goof, could be drafted in the NBA. And he's, you know this guy's got to be in Brooklyn now. I mean, he's got to be sitting out there just taking photos. Hey, I'm at the NBA draft. I'm going to sit here, and I'm eligible. If if I was a local news person in the area that that this, that this Jordan Haber lives, I would 100% do a story where I, like, I interview him like he's actually like going to get drafted and like spend the whole night like during the NBA draft with him as he's like waiting to get the phone call. And his family's like with him in an apartment or something like that. That would be amazing. So whoever, someone, please do that story. Please do that story. And then do the follow-up that his professional basketball dreams were dashed, but he's still going to chase that dream. And have him go to like a local court at a park and just like be an absolute garbage. <laughs> that would be great. Watch him hoist shots yes. left and right. All right, let's hit that. Let's uh, quit that. Hit this. I hit it so good. No, you did. There is a report. Out of Montreal, Le Journal de Montreal, that says now there is another team linked to the possibility of a trade for Brett Pesci, mm. who, you know, is a year away from unrestricted free agency. Team, of course, would love to sign him, but apparently there's a fairly large market for him. Sneaking into the ranks of Buffalo and Pittsburgh, and apparently the Colorado Avalanche, and the Edmonton Oilers. Mm. So now four teams rumored to be the dangling of the trades so much that today in The Athletic, on top of this report out of Montreal, of course, Montreal's not even listed in this report, but Montreal, it comes out of the, on The Athletic saying that Brett Pesci would be a perfect trade uh, dealer with Edmonton. Interesting. Do, do you think is this like a where there's smoke, there's fire type situation? I think Brett Pesci, who has outgrown his current contract and is playing along the lines of a certainly a top pair defenseman, wants to get paid and is going to get paid. But whether or not the Hurricanes brass want to pay him the freight of previous deals that line up with this previous deals that line up with Brett Pesci right now between six and seven million dollars mm. and not for short term. There are no bridge deals for Pesci at this point. This is a, I'm going to make my money now play six, seven years, six, seven million dollars. And that's just, that's just kind of the business, right? Like it's, you, you want to get these young players who play well and you are stuck with kind of the situation of, okay, you know, I can't pay everybody. So who do I pay? And Brad Pesci 
might be the guy that's uh, left out of this equation. The cap's only going up a million next year. Exactly. So there's not a big spread of room to work with him. He will bring you assets, but I'm not sure if you're looking for assets at that point because the Hurricanes this year, I believe, have seven picks in this year's draft. Seven, It might be nine. Gosh. So you have a ton of draft capital. So you could get this deal done on trade day if you were going to, but I'm not sure you're going to get the impact player you want back, but maybe you get the assets you want back to go get an impact player. Ah, jinx. Very nice. And so that could be the play. Yeah. I, I feel that. I would agree with that. Um, bet, I mean, he's going to be an unrestricted free agent next year. So if you're not going to keep him, better to get something in return versus just having him leave and, and you're just kind of stuck there with egg on your face. All right, quit that. Hit this. I don't like this story at all, Lewis. Christian, or Gareth Bale says Lionel Messi won't have to worry about winning when he comes over to play in MLS because... We like losing and can accept losing a lot better over here in terms of professional soccer. We're okay with taking an L. Uh, Are you serious? I mean, he's right. There's no way in professional sports that you're okay with taking losses. Not a chance. And if you're in my clubhouse, in my locker room, in my dugout, or on my sideline, and you're okay with taking the L, get the hockey sticks out. I think I think it's more just about the notion that, like, trying to compare it to what's happening in Europe when it comes to hockey. What's happening in South America and Central America when it comes to hockey, when it comes to soccer. And the, the just absurd emotions that come with it. How important it is to the community. How important it is to everyone around. You know, the riots that will happen. Fires that happen. All these different kinds of things. Whereas, you know, at the MLS, it's all right. We'll get them next time. <laughs> Jeez. Like, also, I just, I keep on, I'm so fascinated to see when this happens because Messi, it's not like Messi is washed. Messi is 35. Messi is going to come in here. Yeah, he's going to nutmeg the heck out of the entire league. It's going to be disrespectful. I am so, I am so excited to watch Messi play in the MLS. Flick, flick, flick. That's all it's going to be. I just, I'm not a big fan of the idea that we're okay with just losing. That that teams are okay with losing, and that fan bases are okay with losing, and that there's no pressure to win. You better win. I, I, win. There's, there's pressure, but it's like you're comparing Inter Miami to Barcelona. Bar- Barcelona. <laughs> Barcelona. Um, and that no, <laughs> not even not even close. I get I get what Bale is thinking. I get I get what he's saying. Um, I I'm not worried about Messi at all. Quit that. Hit this. Damn. Brian Kelly wants NIL help. He wants oh, the no. feds to get, he wants the feds to get involved help with me, with, with NIL, uh, specifically citing proposed California legislation, which essentially says you have to share all the revenue uh, because if you don't, you might be violating Title IX rules. We feel like we've been talking about the feds getting involved in this forever, as he claims the divide between the haves and the have-nots keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Are we actually seeing this play out on sports fields? I mean, really? It's it Are had we? been happening before NIL. Like I, I am what I am. What I would like to see is actual actionable change happen. I think you can make the argument that NIL is in a, a very weird place, just because it feels like the Wild West, 
and no one seems to know what the rules are and all the different kinds of stuff. But the NCAA had plenty of opportunity to make this work for years. And instead, they just sat aside and said, no money, no money, no money. And then when it finally starts getting passed, they're like, oh, no, what's happening? It's like, you know, it's like you accidentally set your house on fire. And you're like, oh, no, well, what am I going to do? Like, what do you Kids are getting paid anyway. Yeah. The first kid that rolls up in a Lambo, I might question that. But then again, is 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 he or she putting up 24 points a night or throwing for 300 yards? Or did she just go four or five to lead the team to the College World Series for the fourth consecutive year? I'm like, go get yours. And if you don't have the funding or the donors, sorry. Not sorry. I, I just... I, the... United States government, in my opinion, Stay has out of this. A, a lot better Stay things to do. Yeah, there you go. A lot you and I, better Lewis, things to you do. You and I on this one, Lewis. Stay out of this one, please. All right, quit that, hit this. Bruh. Should the Oakland A's, as they move to Las Vegas, which is going to happen under a taxpayer subsidy by the fine citizens of Nevada, of which one of six are over the age of 65, that is not a joke, that is a fact. Interesting. Should the Oakland A's stay the A's when they move to Las Vegas? A la the New Orleans Jazz becoming the Utah Jazz. Or the Los Angeles Lakers from formerly of Minneapolis. A lot of lakes in Los Angeles. The A's, it, there's nothing attached to it. It, there's really, I mean, the history is there within baseball, but there's nothing attached to the athletics. It's like the New York Metropolitans. Metropolitans can go with you anywhere. Now, Mets fans would tell you, including the handful in this building, blasphemy, Paul! The Mets are the Mets, and the, the Miracle Mets and does. It's the Metropolitans. Yes. And it literally means, within Webster's, city-goer. A lot of cities in the U.S. So, should they change the name? Should the Las Vegas... Like, the Raiders move there, and they're still the Raiders. I get that part. Should the A's move on from the A's when they go to Las Vegas? So, the history argument, I think, is very apparent. Like, the A's mean a lot, historically, to Major League Baseball. Um, I, John Fisher, the owner, I, I'm not a big fan of that man um, and what he's doing to this team. So, I kind of view it as, I almost view this kind of situation as like a... Uh, when the Browns left Cleveland and they go to they go to Baltimore and they change names and then you have another Browns start after that. So uh, part of me almost wants the A's to change names so that another team can move into that area and become the A's again. That's that that is my argument against it. Um, but I also understand the history of it. So stick to it. Do you want them to change your name or not? Yes. Okay. Because like the Memphis Grizzlies do not belong in the Memphis. No. The Vancouver Grizzlies are the Vancouver Grizzlies. I change. So that's that's what I would say. Uh, change the name so that that way another team can come back into Oakland into that you know the, the Northern California area and go be the A's. As again. long as we do not have a public naming contest, <laughs> I do not want a public naming contest. Please no. Please no. And the reason why no is because we're going to end up with more Bodie McBoat faces. Yes! Charlie McCharlies. We have the, uh, what is it at, at uh, DBAP? Uh, Fal, Fally McFalball. Oh. Fally Mc... I, I would like the Las Vegas Batty McBat faces. That'd Seriously, be great. Seriously, can we just... That, that, that ship, no pun intended, has sailed. I love it. I'm uh, like, McFace and McWhatever... 
McGrimace's the internet like that. The internet is an awful place, and it is also a beautiful place it all at the same be. time. Just like you only get to, you only get to do it one time. Uh, one more. Quit that. Hit this. Bye, Felicia. Dick Vitale is going to have surgery. Uh, finally getting around to this. He says he has to have more vocal cord surgeries this summer. Uh, head to the college basketball season. Dickie V, dude. That's one of the first books um, I, I read as an as an actual like human being, as an adult, when I wanted to read a book, was Dick Vitale's T.O. Baby. It was given to me as a gift. Okay. And I read through that, and I've always been a Dick Vitale guy. I've seen the rock stardom. I've seen how people love him. I wish him all the best in this. Yes, absolutely. And he, it sounds like he's handling it well. The The big thing for me is, I think it's funny, he says, the biggest challenge, this quote, the biggest challenge is that I am currently on voice rest in preparation for surgery on July 11th, and post-surgery, I must be on total voice rest for six to eight weeks in recovery. That part is so frustrating, as I feel trapped not being able to express myself. <laughs> that's that's so classic Dickie V. I, 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 if there's anyone who's going to have a hard time being quiet for six to eight weeks, it's Dickie V. Get healthy, baby! Baby! Get healthy! Did you know that your unused medications could end up in the wrong hands? It's important to keep your medication secure in a locked location, such as a locking box or locking cabinet. When it's time to dispose of them, safety and properly dispose of old, expired, or unused meds by using an at-home disposal product or a medication disposal box in your community. Don't miss out on medication take-back events happening near you. Don't let anyone take what's yours. Lock your meds. Be aware. Don't share. Learn more at lockyourmeds.org nc. Are you ready for the big game? At The Designery, we can help you arrange your kitchen in the perfect way to feed everyone coming over for the big game. I'm Dana Merrill, the owner of The Designery in North Raleigh. And I am True Merrill. The Designery grand opening, we're scheduled to open May 16th and do our grand opening party then. We're going to be catering some food. We're doing some giveaways. We have a VR headset, an Echo Show, some kitchen gadgets, and some fancy knives. 12 to 2 p.m. Please stop by our showroom, 3030 Wake Forest Road. That's The Designery at the designery.com. Graham is bad at picking basketball players in a draft, but good at choosing music. You got to make it up somehow. <laughs> You're doing great, Graham. Paul Iander here, Luis Fernandez there, Graham Hill producing at 5.30. Corey Alexander will be joining us from ESPN to talk NBA draft with us. And hopefully at 5.15, we'll get a chance uh, to catch up with Larry Williford, the Farmville Central men's basketball coach, talk a little about Terquavion Smith and his hopes for making the NBA draft. Artificial intelligence has ranked the top 10 native North Carolinians drafted into the NBA since 2008. I asked Google Bard this earlier today. We'll give you the top five, so to speak, five to one. See if you agree with us or agree. I'm sorry, not us, but our new overlords. Uh, Mason Plumley. Number no- one. Number five. <laughs> number five. Can you imagine? <laughs> oh, wow. Then I would be. You know, seriously, the AI needs to do a little bit more learning. Shh, quiet. That was Lewis that said that. <laughs> First overall pick in 2013, all-rookie second team. He was number five. Number four, again, these are native North Carolinians. Michael Kidd Gilchrist. Like that one out of Kentucky? Um, Too high? No. I mean, looking at the rest, I think it's okay. Um, I, I feel like I need this is the last ten years, right? Uh, since two thousand eight, since two thousand eight, two thousand eight. Okay, so I think, yeah, I'm okay with that. Harrison Barnes at number three. There you go. He has a ring, seventh overall pick in twenty twelve. Bradley Beal, who grew up in Chaminade but born in St. Louis, uh, went to Florida, obviously, six time All Star, and then number one on this list, 
for, according to Google Bard, Kyrie Irving, seven-time All-Star, got the rings, grew up in West Orange, played at Duke. Now, outside those top five, State's Dennis Smith Jr. Fair? Marvin Bagley III, Dukey. Justin Jackson, who went to Maryland but was born in Wilmington. P.J. Washington, born in Gastonia, went to Kentucky. And number 10, Cam Johnson. Mm. Oh, there's an mm. I put Cam Johnson higher. You think? Yeah. Why? Uh, Wilmington native, by the way. Because he, he's been... Complimentary player... And pull out the recency bias. I, I mean, don't know. who he's played. You no, know, you think he's higher than I, I don't think I don't think Dennis Smith Jr. should be that high. All rookie first team? But he's kind of fallen. He fell off pretty quickly. Right. Also, I I don't think I, I don't know if I put Marvin Bagley as high as well. I the the trend here with these with these six through ten I'm noticing is it's really valuing the uh, that all rookie. Yeah, yeah, it definitely leans into the early part of the career as opposed to what they're up to now. Yeah. Now, if you flip this a little bit, you add 11 and 12, now you have the Martin twins. Oh, okay. And so do you put those higher than the ones that AI suggests in the top 10? Well, that could be some of that recency bias kind of kicking in there too. I don't know. I think, I, I think I'm okay with this group of 10. I may adjust the order a little bit, but I'm okay with this group of 10. I think the top five is... Is solid. The top five is solid. Although, I, once again, Mason Plumley. I don't. I don't know. Plumley does feel a little bit of a reach at five. But I'm, then again, who do you slide in among those those other five after that in terms of putting Plumley in that place? Again, you know, top pick. You know, carry. He's a carry guy. You know, went I, the, bald bald here too. So I mean, he checks a lot of the boxes for for AI for AI for AI to make this happen. I. I, I'm okay with the top three, for sure. I think that's a good order for the top three. Um, but I I don't know. I got some thoughts. I, I think I think uh, the, the artificial intelligence in this case, which I love and believe is really, really well done, and I do not want to you know kill me in the next <laughs> upcoming uh, Terminator style. Well, you drive, you drive how old's your car? Uh, 2000, it's 2008. Don't worry about it then. You're yeah, I'll, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. There's, there's very little technology in that. Um, I... You know, I hope. Uh, I think they. I think it should stick to its day job. Is what I would say on this one. On this one. Yes. On this one. Yes. But Irving, Beal, Barnes. Yeah, those are healthy. Those are no doubt healthy. At Wake Med MyCare 365, we deliver convenience others only talk about. Every day of the year, primary care and urgent care under one roof. Multiple locations, virtual visits, walk in or schedule an appointment online. From annual physicals and routine care to sinus infection, strep, or the flu, we couldn't be more convenient. Learn more about our kind of care and our kind of convenience at wakemed.org.